Welcome to Mild Mannered and Timid with three brown folks that are tired of that safe shit. Um, welcome, Mild Mannered and Timid, episode episode three. I would assume that this is three. It is, yeah. it is, it is this three. is three. Yeah. Okay, we'll great. We'll consider it three. So, Kanal Kush in the building. What up, what up? In the apartment building. And uh, Mob Manor and Timid, you already know why we call it that. And we're going to talk about Nav. Let's talk, let's talk about Nav. Oh, no. We're going to jump right into oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. That's a, let's, uh, so, he, dro- he dropped an album and mm-hmm. he dropped a mixtape right before, or an EP right before that. What is and- it called? Brown Boy Lost? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's the first brown boy to get it popping, and like no shade, no shade at all from me. I I don't like do do you. Um, I just like I'm confused by his whole. I'm confused by his whole. Like he did back to back. I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this. He did back to back. He produced back to back. Yeah, right. he's famous for back to back. Right. He's a decent producer for what the audience wants right now. Okay, because I've never heard really any. I mean, I heard Beebs in the trap. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, like, that's it. That's all I know. But I know he produces. I know he's produced for some time and he, obviously he's clicked up with the weekend. Right. Like that's his boy. Like if that isn't, he's if, in the Canada scene. If that isn't the best come up ever, yeah. you just happen to be the weekend's friend. That's dope. That's like, you're in. Yeah. You're in like, you like, you're totally, you don't actually have to be good to do <laughs> to be on because you're his boy he just like throws hooks on things and you're good you're gonna sell but what's the real reason that he blew up it wasn't through weekend i thought it was i thought it was because what's her name back to back first thing no but i think kylie jenner put him on, on like snap. she played his song on, yeah. on snap or uh-huh. instagram or something now to me because like i feel like i'm i'm very cynical about that sort of shit like that she didn't just randomly come across his music and no. put it on that happened because of a connection (laughs) yeah paid or that happened because of a connection like it had to right and like he's he's i'm pretty him and the weekend's relationship extends for a really long time if i'm not mistaken okay yeah i don't know so like and if i'm mistaken then i'm mistaken but um yeah so he put out he put out his music and i haven't listened to it i've seen him catch a lot of flack online though I don't know you if mean, you've you mean you haven't listened to this recent album. This you recent haven't listened stuff. to anything. Okay. I haven't listened to like much of anything. Oh, okay. Um, by him, if I'm being 100 percent honest, like it just doesn't feel like it's my particular cup of tea. Yeah, my cup I of think- chai <laughs> to keep it more like on. Yeah, like his his melodies and I guess his lyrics can be okay. It's just the his delivery is straight basura. Is it? It's just weird that like I just don't believe him. Yeah. Like I don't believe anything that he's saying. That's me personally. Or maybe but then at the same thing, like he's not really saying anything crazy. He does a lot of drugs. No, yeah. He's not it's he's that, not trying to break through any kind of creative walls or anything like right, that. Right. Right. Which is like and so that brings me to my overarching point of what of, of this episode, I think, is in you saying he's not trying to break through any wall. Yeah. I think what irritates me the most about like the Indian scene or the brown person scene musically mm-hmm. is that you can get away with not trying to do anything more more spectacular than you should. And what I what yeah, I mean by that is like I think like okay so hip hop is old. 
Right. Hip hop is old, right? Like it started really being formed in what the eighties, early early eighties, like late possibly 70s. late seventies. And I'm yeah. sure it's older than that, but like it really started coming into formation at that point. It's gone through a lot. Like we had the golden age in the nineties, mm-hmm. and like then we had the two thousands that are like dope. And now every, you know people are like, "You're a fucking old head," because <laughs> you know you want lyrics and things like that. Yeah. Um, like we're in this place where it's way more melodic now. Um, and so it was able to go through those transformations and it continues I, to evolve. It continues to evolve, right? And it's had time to evolve. And so like I was one of those old heads too, like, nah, I want the lyrics and all that shit. But I, I bang out to certain things. Like yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I keep up with like I know who Blueface is. Like I keep up with things like that. <laughs> okay. And like I think that anytime it comes to Indian people trying to jump into just just hip hop, I don't know about anything else right now. Yeah. That's the world we're in currently. Yeah, they like because I don't know about Indian people jumping into pop or rock or whatever. I just I'm speaking just from hip hop. They they don't um, they're not ever trying to do anything besides like they're not trying to be superb. They're trying to meet the status quo. They're just trying to meet the fucking status quo, and it's so it's so like weird to me because I just think immediately to like Eminem, mm-hmm. like he's the barometer for white rappers. I feel like like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before him, I'm sure they existed, but after him, they were really visible. Right. And that's actually a viable thing after him. And the reason, like, of course, he's a white guy. Like, he's going to get more visibility. Yeah. But. Especially because he's good. Yeah. That's the thing. To back it up, to literally break through the genre, he had to be so head and shoulders above everything else. Yeah. So as nobody could say shit to him. Exactly. Right. He, and people still did. And people but people still, still did, but he backed it up. He backed everything up, and even the people who hated him or didn't like particularly, or like, or like, they were like, he's the white red man or whatever. You still couldn't front on the fact that he had skills. Like yeah. he was really fucking good. Yeah. You know, his whiteness did help. Of course, he'd be the first person to admit that. Like he's definitely admitted that. You know, but he had to be so good. So then, I apply that to our scene. Which is when you're trying to break into something, you have to be so head and shoulders above everybody else. Like your lyrics, your flow. Every, you can't just be doing the whole, I'm in the club with girls in black label <laughs> to throw back to episode two. You nice callback. You can't just be doing that. Yeah. You cannot just be doing the status quo and break through. And in, in Nav's case... He's got Republic Records behind him. The weekend is his boy. Like they're literally just pumping money into the marketing of that. They they are. Like it's yeah. people aren't out here screaming for a nav album. Nobody I've ever heard in my life has been screaming for a nav album. Nobody. But no, nobody. But we're, we're we can be considered old heads also, no, right? No, we yeah, absolutely. But I know young people. I yeah. mean, I work for the company I work for. I've never heard you Anybody know, asking? Yeah, I yeah. used to work at Universal. I've never heard anyone walk around go, "Yo, you heard that new Nav?" And that's not me throwing shade. That's I've 100 percent facts. I think it's never more trying to that. be funny. Like if you hear a song, it's just like, "Oh, hi, it's Nav." Let's just like jam out to this. Like it's like kind of like a joke, but like they're not making fun of it. But they're they know it's bad. It's like watching a really bad movie, but it's so bad that it's good. I feel like that's how people react. Yeah, to and I, I think I was thinking about that this week too, but I, I, I can't remember exactly. But like, like maybe they're sarcastically enjoying. So then, music. like, 
that, okay, that's what I was thinking about. So then this week I was thinking about trolling just for the sake okay, of trolling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because a lot of people on message boards were shitting on Nav's album. Like I, I and I frequent some of these message boards. And are I'm, these are these like hardcore hip hop uh, message boards? No, not always. Okay. Not always. Okay. Like these are message boards where like people would be more willing to like be like, "Yo, I love Blueface," okay, and like okay. I lo- you know, like that sort of thing. But people were shitting on Nav, especially because <laughs> there was like some interview excerpts, one of which I just found out was like fake. So that's that's good to hear at yeah. least. <laughs> Um, great job media (laughs) but people were just shitting on him and somebody was like nah man he's just trolling right and I thought about that more and I was just like like for the sake trolling for the sake of trolling I just don't get where how does that monetize right it always comes back to that for me like what made it so that this dude was the one who got the battery who who got not the battery who got the, the influx of cash that was able to that a label looked at him and, and said, let's let's put a million dollar budget behind this guy. Yeah. Right? Because what does trolling for trolling do? Like if he's out there just saying stupid things in interviews mm-hmm. just to get like some talk about him. Yeah. What does that do? Like I feel like people don't think about the next step. If I was out there just talking mad reckless shit and getting views and stuff like that, that doesn't mean somebody's gonna pay for me to perform somewhere. I'm not. I'm not familiar with his interview. I'm sure there's some people listening that may not have seen it. So, do do you kind of remember what he was saying? That was kind of wild. Yeah. So, like, I think it was a complex interview or something. I, it may not have been a complex interview, but he was talking about how like he used to get sad because he would come outside with his EXO jacket on and no one would, no one would pay attention to him. And he's like, I would be <laughs> sick because the paparazzi wouldn't even take a picture of me. Oh my god. So that was the one thing and that one I don't think was fake. But the other one was that the fake one ended up being one where he was talking about how he has a pretzel allergy. Fake you mean he him trolling or No, no, it ended up being like just writing a fake story. Yeah, somebody wrote like a fake little excerpt oh. and it got which I didn't get to the bottom of. I literally just found that out like 10 minutes before we were recording this oh, that I was like, "Oh, that ended up being fake." But <laughs> in the article telling you it was fake, there was no like motivation for it. There was nobody like backing up why it was fake yeah i I don't know they just said that oh no that was fake Mm -hmm. so it might even be damage controlled by his team because apparently (laughs) it's that bad (laughs) yeah because apparently like he you know he's allergic to pretzels but he was like drake in the weekend and all those guys i'm always around them and they love pretzels and it's like (laughs) it's like a rite of passage type thing and so when they say yo dog you want a pretzel i gotta eat one and just be like i'm just gonna eat them and then i tell them a few minutes later like yo i gotta go home and really i gotta go to the er to get my stomach pumped Oh, that's what he said. That sounds like like if you were chilling with Snoop Dogg and you don't smoke weed and he hands you a blunt and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I'll smoke yeah. with you. And then you, you smoke and then you get fucked up and then you go to the hospital. Yeah. Like you would, I could understand that. But like the pretzel thing is The pretzel thing is, thing kind of is wild. And that's so that ended up being fake, allegedly. Okay. But if it wasn't, and then even the part about him being sad that paparazzi don't know who he is when he wears his exo jacket and comes outside Mm -hmm. like if that's just him trolling to troll that's a weird troll exactly what is what purpose does that serve yeah right what purpose does that serve that doesn't make sense to me no matter what if you're indian white black chinese whatever anything like if you're just trolling to troll i don't get it that's why i don't think it's a troll it's kind of like saying fake news or it's a conspiracy theory like it's just a cop out to kind of protect him basically yeah. like fans of him saying oh no he's just trolling man yeah because i don't get it i don't get how it monetizes that doesn't mean somebody's gonna want to give you 
a hundred thousand dollars for your album or a million dollars for your budget or like have you perform somewhere just because you troll for the sake of trolling (laughs) like that doesn't i don't know but anyways like my main point being like um Sorry, I had to burp. Uh, <laughs> I don't want it's like, that's a callback too. <laughs> I don't want anyone who's listening to be like, "Oh, this dude keeps like flailing and not knowing his point." No, I'm just like gaseous. Um, my main point being is we have to be so head and shoulders above everyone else to get the spotlight on us to really stand out. Yeah, like who? That's my personal belief. Like whoever is going to actually make it has to be so head and shoulders better. They can't do the status quo. No, they no. can't be content with just that. And I think throughout the scene, all I ever see is the status quo. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. You know, and I'm friends with a lot of people in the scene, but like, that's I don't see anything crazy going on. No. You know, so that's that's like he's probably the most mainstream yeah, person absolutely. right now. I yeah, think, yeah. Right in terms of brown, in terms of like hip hop, brown, brown. I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Definitely. Which leads again more just like. Why this guy? Again, it's not even a US a US brown boy, it's Canadian. Yeah. We don't have we don't we have still them. don't have any. We're not allowed to have them. <laughs> we don't work together and we don't have no platforms for it and we just have the same people doing circle jerks for each other all the time. Or like the outlets just use Canadian artists or uh artists from the UK. Well also I think that you get a lot more love outside of your hometown than you do inside. It's, that's just a fact yeah, yeah. and I don't know if that's like rap or what that is but like that is that is 100% fact you will always get more love outside than you will inside yeah cause you you would get more respect from like other black artists than you would from or just like black white other nationalities other ethnicities other than brown people when it comes to hip hop right? Oh, me? yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah. yeah yeah absolutely not from the Indian people no I don't know. I think why. the black community kind of goes through that too in terms of like small smaller artists. Like obviously you'll have your crew that support you and they'll market for you. Mm-hmm. But then like I've I've heard some people in the black community saying like, you know, like my own community doesn't give me props. Like I'll always have like white boys yeah. coming up to me saying, "Oh man, I love your stuff." This and yeah. that. Like they're more open. So I don't know maybe I don't know if it's Sometimes I think like it's just like you're it's why they say like your friends will support you to a certain extent though, but you'll get when you're doing an artistic endeavor like this, like you'll expect your friends to support you, yeah. but they don't necessarily like balls to the wall support you like somebody who you don't even know will support you. Yeah, I, and that's like a weird thing, right? Yeah. But it's true, it absolutely happens and I think that's sort of like people know you as you so, so it's kind of weird so it's weird yeah, exactly yeah. So whereas like it. somebody who doesn't know you whatsoever they'll be like there's like an aura to you yeah just a little bit so they like exactly so that that's how i think that works but um yeah we, we're in the u.s we still don't have anybody popping because we never will yeah um which leads me to my next sort of thing which is like at least in hip-hop again my my thought was that we're never gonna like humility i think is such a big part of being Indian. Mm-hmm. I mean, for fuck's sake, this podcast is called Mild Mannered and Tim, <laughs> right? To counteract that. Exactly. So being humble, having a sense of humility is like such a big thing for Indian people. It's just like ingrained in us that I don't, I can't think of when we're going to actually have a hip hop artist that represents us out there because you have to have for hip hop, you have to have a certain level of arrogance 
like confidence bordering on arrogance. And I think when Indian people ever see that, mm-hmm. it's not believable to them. Or they just get turned off by it because yeah. they assume you're something else. Yeah. And, and again, so it's not believable. Yeah. So I think that like, that's just something that I, like I've thought about for a long time. Like where, when is that ever going to happen for us? And I don't know that it will because you got to beat the status quo. Like you got to be willingly trying to be better mm-hmm. above and beyond everybody else. And you got to be believable yeah. and still have that sort of confident, confident arrogance to you. I don't know who can do that. That's like a real difficult thing to master. Yeah, I think I think the way to break through, unfortunately, is to do something that's kind of pop related. Right. I mean, still like not hitting the status quo, but somebody that's doing something that maybe pure hip hop heads would hate. But then like brown people would support. Right. So then like the community will start saying, oh, this guy, he's doing some like weird uh, poppy kind of hip hop stuff. And then you'll have a first brown artist that hits it mainstream. So now other companies will start seeing, oh, there's a brown market like people like. Indians, Pakistanis, Middle Easterns, whatever. But I don't even think people have to focus on mainstream. No, not focus, but I think that's how it will happen. I'm not saying that's how it should or how it can. Okay, say that again. Somebody will do something like pop and get through. Yeah, I think somehow, like something weird, like it could be like what Nav's doing, right? Like it's like, it's so bad that it's good. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the same thing can happen in the US and that may be the only way. I don't, I'm not to saying do that, it like that's that. the route. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's that's also indicative of like I don't know if indicative is the word, but <laughs> like how how I've said before, we are allowed one at a time, right? <laughs> yeah. To be famous, that's been my constant thing. Always, we're allowed one at a time. We get one comedian at a time. We get one actress at a time. One actor at a time. One singer at a time. We are not allowed to have multiple. We're not allowed to have striations. Um, and part of part of what I think is like they it's so hard to explain. Like you have to everybody who makes it has to be a certain form of clean. What do you mean clean? That's how I put it. They have to be a certain form of clean. Like everybody who makes it that's Indian, like like clean cut? Like clean cut. Cookie cutter, like we were speaking about. Maybe not even cookie cutter, probably. But there's a mold you can see certain people fitting in, right? Like, think about it. You got got Aziz Ansari, right? Mm -hmm. Do you ever think Aziz Ansari would beat somebody up? (laughs) No. You ever think he'd do anything anything aggressive? No. No, right? No. When you look at him, like, not. not at all. Hassan Minaj, you think he would ever beat anybody up? No, that guy's always smiling. Exactly. <laughs> so like, that's like that's like a thing. Um, Kumail Nanjiani, right? Yeah, I love that guy. Is that his name? Yeah, Kumail Nanjiani. Nanjiani? Yeah. Yeah, you ever see him? Be- I love that dude too. I, yeah. I like these guys. But fe- do you ever see any of them beating up anyone? No. Being aggressive not. in any sort of form. You ever see them yelling at anything? No, no. They're, they're betas. So I think Kumail's, uh, one of his comedy specials was called uh, Beta Male. Beta male. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is like there's a there's a certain mold, right, of people that yeah. are allowed to get in there. Right? Am I missing anybody? There's other people for sure. No, but- I think right now that mold is predominantly in the 
comedic type world. Exactly. You can be funny. We can laugh at you. Ha ha. Yeah. But there's nothing else uh, that they're going to believe for we us. We have singers that I don't think I believe anybody would. I used to go. I used to think about like Jay Sean, like smooth, clean cut. Yeah. He used to have the spiky hair and then he shaved his head down. But well, still. once he shaved his head and got super swole, I feel like he might fuck some people up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. No, he might. He might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you see what I'm saying? He's also very clean cut. And I think he started as a rapper, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. I, he I started remember, as a rapper. I forget yeah. his. I forget his damn name. But he said it once, and I remember researching oh, shit, it or that's, whatever. That's and like, we got to do a deep dive. Yeah, into yeah, that. yeah. He definitely did. I'm just forgetting it right now. So he started as a rapper, but they knew we got to make you clean cut. How about you sing? Yeah, Raghav. You think Raghav would ever do anything <laughs> aggressive in his fucking life? No, no, no. not really. I could see him being a douchebag. I could see. I mean, I'm, see I'm not saying he is. Yeah, I'm just I, could I could see, see him. Being I could a see douchebag. the douchebag thing potentially happening, but yeah. and like that's not me saying like. See, this is good. this could get misconstrued by all of like the three people that are probably going to listen. Like, nice little. Uh, I'm not saying that you <laughs> that like you have to beat up people, right? But edge, maybe aggression is the wrong term. Edge, yeah. Like you have to have a healthy dose of edge. I do believe that. I believe that, too, right? Yeah. For people to take you serious. No, and we stuff. have those types of people out there because there's brown people in the hood. There's like there's people out there, but you don't have to be right. that. But they won't nowadays. make it. Yeah, they won't make it. They won't make it. And there's a certain, what I'm saying is there's a certain type that does make it. And what you're saying is that somebody may have to do the safe route to get on, right? It's so bad, it's good. That sort of, they might have to play that character. Exactly. And and I'm saying like, why the fuck do we, and that's always been my beef. Why the fuck do we have to do that? Yeah. You can see that there's a certain character type that they're, that people are looking for, that we are allowed to be, right? And that's why like, you know, sad to say, like, my music never caught on, I don't think, because there's an aggression to it. There's something people don't understand. It's not necessarily that I'm out there like rah rah, beat your ass type of shit. Yeah, but it's your expression, it's the anger that you have at the time, or it's the aggression that you have at even, the time. Uh, even the way I'm talking right now, somebody yeah. would think this is aggressive. I'm okay. sitting lean back in my chair. All right, stop yelling, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Somebody's going to be like, he's yelling so much. It's like, no, <laughs> fam, like, when you have a certain conviction, when you believe in something, yeah, yeah. you take certain tones. And that's why my raps were always like that too. Like I wasn't being that smooth little, you know, dumb shit. Like I was just saying real shit that meant something to me and I sounded like this when I did it. Yeah. And why we can't just get on doing and saying some real shit and we always have to do that. St- the status quo, just shooting for the status quo will never get you anywhere. Yeah. So I... I think people just have to change their mindset on how they consume hip hop, right? Because nowadays you hip hop is is the number one genre, mm-hmm. right? But the reason is it's because it's not hip hop anymore, it's pop. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah at definitely. least the stuff that's number yeah. one, right? Sure. On the charts. It's it one hundred percent it's a hip hop beat, it's hip hop everything, but guess what? It's pop because pop means that's another music. thing i don't like like you're not a rapper just because you could rhyme words yeah that's the hot take from this from this yeah. episode like post malone is a great example right mm-hmm. like he's he's doing hip-hop but he's actually pop mm-hmm. because it's popular music it's it's hard it's hard to explain like back in the day obviously it's like backstreet boys britney spears whatever mm-hmm. and that was the number one genre Pop has always been the number one genre. Yeah, so it's called pop. Popular. Exactly. Yeah. So hip-hop has just jumped into that, at least the mainstream hip-hop. Yeah. 
right? The melodic stuff. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's jumped into pop. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. And that's is. gonna happen. Yeah. So I mean that's that's a whole different thing where I don't like rappers saying that they're doing hip hop when it's actually pop, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but then somebody will always come back and be like, Well, it's it's genreless. <laughs> I feel like I'm so genreless. And it's, it's, it's because like, 'cause I'm genderless too. Yeah, like feel free. <laughs> like that that's totally fine. It's just yeah. like there has to be some balance. And you got to pay some homage to certain things. Like rock doesn't do that, right? Like yeah. rock pays homage to their classics and to what they're doing. Rap eats its own alive. Yeah, that's that's what it does. Because it's, it's, it's a sport. It's like it's it's hack thing to say. It's like continuous, but it's a sport. It's a competitive sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to have that certain edge. You got to have it, yeah. and you got to keep honing it. I'm rather surprised Jay Z has lasted this long. Like only for the fact that rap eats eats you alive. Yeah. Oh, but what what I was saying before, so. People have to change the way they're consuming hip hop, right? So there's so many different types of genres that you can't assume that you have to be this certain type of person to do hip hop. So like when I talk to you, right, Mm -hmm. you're nice, like you have an edge. I can tell you have an edge about you, but you're, you're a nice guy, right? So you don't expect this aggression to come out, but this is we consider it art. Like we're trying to break through this certain wall where we're not trying to meet the status quo. So we're expressing ourselves and we're, we're doing it in a cathartic type of way. So guess what? It's going to come out aggressive. It's going to come out raw and real and maybe possibly in a different way of how we present ourselves to our friends. It's, this is like a callback to our previous episode. We're like, I'm different in, in the office than I am with my actual friends. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm acting some, like somebody that I'm not. It just means that, I, I'm a human being and I have all these different spectrum, spectral things about my personality that's going to come out at different times. So when I get in the booth, like I'm a completely different person yeah. than when I'm in real life. So I think that's kind of difficult as well. And that's why. But I also think that every rapper that gets in the booth is a different person when they're in the booth. You know what I mean? No, I Some people I just catch that. more slack for. It. I don't believe these fuckers when they're like bang bang and like but I got people, so many jewels and all this. Like <laughs> shut the fuck up. But some people are good at being delusional in taking that persona and bringing it into their real life. Yeah, because I've met people that are maybe they're not trying to be the person they are in the booth outside, or they just naturally are. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times, those are the people that can make it too. Yeah, because again, it's the whole believ- believability, believability thing, right? Which is kind of this. It's like the frustrating part because it's just like, you know, I'm being myself. I'm doing the best I can. It's just when I start doing my music, like it's instinctual, like this cathartic thing. Like I'm expressing myself. I have to throw my art out there. Like I'm sure a lot of artists that do paintings and drawings and stuff. Like if somebody's doing like gothic type of paintings and drawings. It's not necessarily that they're always sad and their hearts are are black. It's just they have this pain. Sure? <laughs> oh no, 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 not at all. It's just that they have this pain inside of them and they let it out while they're they're creating their art. And then maybe they're like friendly with their friends and they're just like happy people. Like uh, on the outside, they might be faking it. Who knows? No, that's. Right? I mean, that's true. To to be able to hold like two opposite things in you, um, yeah, I think that's a sen- That's like a sign of maturity. Yeah. To be able to be those things at the same time. like, But I've always thought of that in terms of like, to be able to hold two opposing thoughts in your head. That duality. You know, and still be able to like present a certain point or whatever. I think that's, you have to be mature to be able to do that. Because most people can only see one point, their point, and exactly. that's it. But when you can see two points, keep that in your head and then just sort of work from there, mm-hmm. that's a sign of maturity to me. 
that's a whole different subject, <laughs> I assume. Um, what is what is eight hundred and sixty five go to? Eight hundred and sixty five. Yeah, the number up here. Can I change <laughs> this? Yeah, click on the metronome. The metronome. Oh, time beats in time. We've been through this with Kunal like eight hundred times. So that's a, we've been recording for an hour and a half. There's no. There's no. No, no, no. That one is just there. Oh, Look 29. At, 29. Perfect. Minutes. Yeah. Shit. Shit. All right. Well, this got like deep as fuck for a little <laughs> bit. Like, I don't think we joked because we're both so tired. <laughs> yeah. Right? We're like, fucking. Di- well, I'm dying. So that's going to be like real serious. <laughs> that's going to be like a real serious one. So I don't know. We can try and figure out like. No, I like it though. I mean, we. we I, we no, I thought that it. was fine. I just, yeah. To recap, I mean, I feel like nav's nav's album we talked about nav's album <laughs> we talked about how the status quo affects indian artists and also how i think that we're not going to have somebody break through for a really long time just based off of the fact that we are a humble people no don't say that man it's coming it's coming soon no, i'm sure it will everyone can say it's coming but whether it's gonna come soon enough we or- know a great a great pop singer r&b singer that's gonna break through the mainstream. Yeah. And she just released a video. Uh, when was it? Yesterday? Today. Yeah. Today. Called yesterday. Oh, oh shit. shit. Rhea yeah. will be real happy. Yeah. So that. the artist's yeah. name is Rhea Anjali. No, not Rhea Anjali. <laughs> Rhea Anjali. I hate when people do that. I'm like, there's not two A's in it. Her name's Rhea Anjali. And uh, she just released uh, her video for her song Shameless yesterday. Plug. Today. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the album came out. And it's titled... No, the album is coming out. Oh, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's called Home. Yet. It'll be out, and I imagine, end of April, I think. Okay. And yeah. uh, what, what do you want to plug? What, what project are you work Or what project did you just release? Well, I just released Threats. That's a project with me and Rackstar, which is, yeah. which is really cool. Um which has been getting a lot of which has been getting a lot of support which I'm really which I'm really happy for but nice. also some you know it also has not been getting support from <laughs> certain avenues in the game and like I'm going to talk about that probably in one of these episodes at some point but you're getting support in the UK though we're getting support kind of everywhere I'm getting messages from like the UK India I get messages from here mm-hmm. like people are definitely listening to this you know listening to this shit and it's definitely different it's just it has to be taken to the next level and to do that we you know it can't just be us yeah um, that's neither here nor there though but <laughs> um, but yeah and uh, I'm I'm just working on uh, people's mixes uh, I'm editing which is show. dope yeah, so which is dope. If you, you guys keep doing that, yeah. If you if you know anybody, or if you guys are making music out there uh, that you need a mix engineer, mm-hmm. uh, I did a uh, Cali and Rackstar's album Threats just now. I, I did a lot of his, uh, Cali's uh, previous projects. Yeah. Uh, so hit me up. My Instagram is Kush Parm. That's K U S H P A R M. Because uh, I believe in supporting brown art. Exactly. So just Feel hit me. me up on Instagram on the gram. Feel me. So does that mean that's the end of the episode? No. No? It doesn't have to be. Okay. Because I had something else I was going to say. I had something else I was going to say. I don't know how I to say it. I thought you were it. wrapping it up. Yeah, so no, I am. I am. I don't know how to say it. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep it floating around in my head and okay. then I will... We'll just record the next episode. Yeah, we'll just record the next episode in about five minutes. Um, anyways, if you've been listening, appreciate it. We're still figuring our way out through this. Um, and I think that that is a noble pursuit because... There are 
I work inside of a I work inside of a media company that's basically experimenting on the fly with a certain programming that they have. Yeah. And the only difference between them and us, I shit you not right now, is that they have a budget of a couple million dollars. But does anyone know <laughs> what they're doing? No. And I know this from the inside. No. No they don't. And it's just that's part of the that's part of the cool shit about it. It's just like it's experimental. They're figuring it out and they're they're being given the the time to be able to do that. And literally the only difference between me and you sitting in this room and mm. that thing is a couple million dollars. That's go. it. So with that, my mannered and timid, we fucking out. My mannered and timid is produced by Kanal, Kush, and Rhea. Edited by Kush and Rhea. With music and scoring by Rhea. I'm generally useless. See you next time.